to us. Man, what an awesome, awesome song, Beulah Land. You know, I was trying, as I was kind of looking over my message this afternoon, and I was trying to think about a way that I could launch this message off, and Brother Gary made a statement to me a while ago that he don't know how true that statement really was. He said, just let the Spirit, or let the Scripture speak for itself. That's what we all should always do is let the Scripture speak for itself because the Scripture speaks volumes in what it says. But I do want to take just a moment and say to my church family how much I love you guys. Um, so much has went on in my life in the last five or so years. And, uh, you guys have been there for us. And still so many of you still reach out to me and Susan uh, with special ways of, and special thoughts. And I want to say thank you to those of you who do that. I so many times don't get the opportunity after we have specials for our pastors and stuff to stand up and say anything. And, and I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you guys do for us. Because I don't take it lightly. You know, we, we serve a good God. And He is so awesome to us. And He is so good to us. And sometimes I think that we forget about the goodness of God. We get caught up in a circumstance or a, or a situation or something crazy goes on in our life. And, and we just forget about how good God is to us. And the scripture tonight is going to be a scripture kind of along that line because we're going to come out of Psalm chapter 34 tonight. Psalm 34. And um, th this, this story that I'm about to read out of Psalm 34 is, is at the particular time that this was going on, Saul was king of Israel. And the fact is, we know we, we've, we've read, we've been through it on, uh, on uh, Wednesday nights that that Saul had all intent in the world to kill David and to do away with David. Man, he, he, he couldn't stand David. He all, had already been shown that David would be the next one on the throne. And, and man, Saul couldn't stand David's. And, and so David uh, was running for his life. He, he was running away. And man, he was trying to do everything he could to, to get away from Saul and his attack on him. And, and so David went to Gath, which was a Philistine city. And the king of Gath was Abimelech, and I'm going to just be honest with you, he didn't like David either. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's awful to be in a place where you're not liked no matter where you go, that it seems like somebody's always after you. And, and that's kind of what was going on in, in, in this scripture. And, and David became afraid. And he knew that he should have trusted the Lord, but he didn't. But David, like many of us do, come up with his own plan. <laughs> Yeah, we, we have a tendency of doing that, right? When things get tough, man, we, we come up with our own plan. 
And what David did is he made Abimelech think that he was crazy. He did. And for this reason, Abimelech didn't kill David. You see, in those days, they thought that it was wrong to kill a crazy person. (laughs) David knew what he was doing. Boy, at least he picked a plan that he was pretty sure was going to work out for him. And, and uh, so he thought that he, he thought it was wrong to kill a crazy person. So, and you can read all about that in, in 1 Samuel 21 and 22. But in Psalms 34, what David does in these verses of Scripture is he thanks God that he's safe. He thanks God that he's safe. So in honor and reverence to God and His holy word, you stand to your feet. And we're going to read the first eight verses of Psalms 34. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Boy, that's a good way to start, right? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be on my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt His name together. I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to Him and and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fear Him and delivers them. Listen to verse 8. He says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, as we come tonight, Lord, we come to talk about the importance of seeing you for who you really are, for praising you for who you really are, because even in our distress, even in our circumstances, even in our situations, God, you're always near. So Father, I pray that you would speak to our hearts and to our life through the reading of the Word and through the Scripture tonight as, as we share here from this text. And Lord, you just speak to our hearts and lives and and help us to see that what we need to do to turn our eyes and our focus more towards you and away from the things of this world. And God, we just give you praise for everything in Jesus' name. Amen. (laughs) You may be seated. Everybody agree with me in here tonight that there's many challenges in life. Man, there's many challenges in life. And as I share with you guys to begin with, just in the last five years of my life, I've been through many challenges with, with, with Susan having this stroke and all that went on with her and we almost lost her there in the hospital and just, it just seemed like it's been one roller coaster right after another. Last year, you guys remember, it was about last January, I had surgery on my throat and I thought I was dying. And then this year, I start off another year with, with this knee surgery and I think I'm dying from it, so... So I don't know which one's going to take me out, but which one ever, ever does it, I'm going to go home and be with Jesus. So you guys don't worry about me. I'll be all right. But, but I'm, I'm just telling you, it's just crazy. We go through so many challenges in life. Not only those type of challenges, though, we're faced with many challenges. And especially in our Christian life, we face many challenges because I'm going to tell you something. Satan hates you. And he'll do anything within his power to destroy you. Because if he can destroy you, he don't only take you out, but he takes those around you out. Listen, he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's a foe that we cannot 
stand up against. We need the power of God to win over him. And we know the fact is that there's all kinds of challenges in life. And I could probably ask you to share some challenges that you face. And, and the list would just be overwhelming. Because we could probably fill up a notebook just here tonight of those challenges that we've been through in our life. Because, see, I know many of you and I know the challenges that you've been through just these last uh, several years in your own lives. Because the fact is, the life is a challenge. But I'm going to tell you, when God's on our side, man, He gives us strength to overcome those challenges. He gives us strength and He gives us power to win in those areas of our lives. We see through these verses of Scripture, though, that David found God faithful. Listen to me, people. God is faithful in whatever circumstance you're faced with. David knew in whom he could count on. And you can know in whom you can count on also. But also, here's a challenge from a man with a heart filled with praise. Listen, do you realize that even in our difficulties, even in our circumstances that seems uncontrollable, we can praise God because God is still on the throne of our life. See, sometimes when difficulties come, we, we have a tendency to, to draw back. And what we should do when those circumstances and those situations come to our life, we should draw near, not pull away. And when we pull to Him and we, and we, and we allow Him to move in us, then we can praise Him. <laughs> you see, even, even though all, of, all He had to do, uh, all, even all, all that He had been through, all David could do was praise God for what He had been through. And we realize and we know that, that David had been a lot because, like I said, you remember Saul had all intent of killing David. And, and the thing was, David could have took Saul out many times over. But he chose not to because he knew that's what God wanted him to do. Why is it that sometimes we allow circumstances to creep into our life and the first thing we want to do is snuff it out? Instead of be obedient to God and just stay away from it. That's what David did. He stayed away, away, away from it. But also in these verses of Scripture, David challenges everyone to try God. He says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, the, the blessings are promised to those who accept the challenges. So the question that we may ask ourselves is why did David issue this challenge? Why, why in the world would David have issued this challenge? Well, first of all, the Lord had delivered him from his fears. In these verses of Scripture, the Lord had delivered him from his fears. It says in verse 4, He heard me and delivered me from all my fears. How many times has the Lord delivered you from your fears? How many times has He been there every step of the way with you and He took care of you? You see, when David was afraid, he knew in whom he could call on. And I'm telling you, I don't have to be afraid. I know who I can call on. You see, he knew that God would be there for him. So when he was afraid, David prayed. He said, I sought the Lord. How many times when fear comes our way do we pray? Do you know in whom to call on? Just like David, God is always there for us. We don't never have to worry about that fact. Where God is. Oh God, where are you at? I'm telling you, God is on your side. God is for you. God wants to bring victory to your life. And He's always on the throne and He's always there for you. But not only that, when David sought the Lord and God answered his prayers, it caused him to praise. It caused him to praise. You see, answered prayers caused David to be a praising person. 
And when God answers our prayers, we should be like David. Nothing but praise should come out of our mouths. I'm telling you, when God does something miraculous in your life, whether it be a, a miracle of some type of healing, or it be God's delivered you from some type of, type of satanic attack, or some kind of challenge that you're faced with, and boy, God just delivered you from that. Man, we ought to be a people of praise that stands up and not ashamed to praise the Lord Jesus Christ for what He's done for us. And David was that type of person. You see, David had many reasons to fear. I'm talking about man Saul and his whole army was after him. You remember back in 1 Samuel 17, verses 34 and 35, it says, But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. So we see in these verses that David tended sheep as a young man. But when a lion or a, 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 a lion or a bear or whatever kind of animal come that way, he knew in the strength of God that he could go out and defeat that particular animal so that he could get the sheep back into the flock where they belonged. But not only in that, in 1 Samuel 17, 35 through uh, 58, he faced mighty Goliath. You remember the story? Everyone else was afraid of this monster of a man. Everybody else was like, not me. I'll be honest, I'd have been a not me. I mean, i got enough against me, not me. And that's kind of where the rest of the guys were. But, but David, even through his fear, faced Goliath because he knew. Listen, he knew that his God would deliver him. Verse 45 says, Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword. I want you to listen to this. I, I never thought about it until I was preparing and studying for this lesson. He said, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Have you ever thought about the fact that Goliath, this giant of a man, did he see more into that story than we did? He carried three? Huh? He carried three main weapons. To destroy David with. And I got to thinking about that. How many times in our lives. Do we allow the devil. That has no power whatsoever over us. Than what we allow him to have. And we end up defeated. When we've got the God of all power. On our side. To sustain us. And listen, we don't even need a weapon. All we need is our God. You see, when David was afraid, he sought the Lord. Who do you seek or who do you lean on when you're afraid? See, because all of us have a tendency to go some direction with that. We always got that one that we like to, to hold on to or that one that we like to lean on. David is a good example for every one of us. If we would just turn to God and trust Him, we would be a whole lot better off than we've ever been before. You see, the peace be still of Jesus calms all of our fears. Not some of our fears, but all of our fears. You see, we need to understand that God is bigger than our fears. We have no reason to fear. Sometimes I wonder if we really believe that God would deliver us through all the fears in our life. 
Because if, if, if we really believe that He will, why is it that we walk around so fearful at times? Why is it that we allow fear to creep into our lives and, and we act like, man, we're defeated? Over in Psalms 27.1, the Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So I guess the question should be, why should we ever be afraid? If we know God's on our side, and as a Christian He is, why should we ever be afraid of anything? All we have to do is walk the way God wants us to walk. Talk the way God wants us to talk. And leave the victory up to Him. But not only had the Lord delivered David from his fears, the Lord had saved him out of his troubles. Verse 6 says, This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all of his trouble. Sometimes all we can do, listen to me, sometimes all we can do is cry out to the Lord. Sometimes in difficulty and in circumstances in our life, that's all we can do because we feel so helpless. We feel so weak inside. And so all we can do is cry out to Him and let Him take care of the situation. But listen, quit trying to hold on to the situation that we've given Him. You see, when we take that situation or that circumstance to Him, let Him handle it. Because we can't. When we cry out to Him and give it to Him, let Him have it. Turn loose of it and let it go. I'm telling you, if we'll just let God handle it, He'll take care of it. You see, these times are fearful. They are. It's, it's fearful to do that. But I'm going to tell you, they are faith-building times. As we trust the Lord, it helps our faith to grow. But not only does it help our faith to grow, it makes us stronger so that we can endure it the next time. And, and sometimes I've wondered why in the world the Lord would allow happened to Susan what happened to Susan because myself as well as Susan was always so faithful about going on mission trip and, and, and trying to do things to, to, to build the kingdom and we, we love going on mission trip here but you know what why not Susan you see Susan would tell you that today she said what make, would make us think that I would be exempt I wish my faith would have been as strong as hers because I'm going to tell you I didn't get it that way Guys, I was destroyed inside over what happened to her. But I'm going to tell you something. My God has been faithful. And He has seen us through and He's moved us on. And Susan, even in the shape that she's in, she's ministers to so many people through Facebook and what God's given her to be able to reach out to people. Because she loves people and she's concerned about what's going on with people. You see, man's extremity often becomes God's opportunity. Did you hear that? Man's extremity often becomes God's opportunity. God will take every opportunity possible to reach a man. I'm telling you, He did with me. And this is true at salvation. Man has a need in his, in his life that he is unable to meet. And we're unable to save ourselves, so we call out to Jesus. Because He's the only one that can fill that big open void that's in our life. 
He's the only one that can give us purpose in life. He's the only one that can give us a desire to move forward. He's the only one that can cause me to do what I'm doing tonight. You see, it's Jesus. We, do all, we try to do all kinds of things, but we're unable to. But Jesus saves us only when we come to the point that we realize that we can't save ourselves. Listen, I don't have no ability to save me nor, nor anybody else. I had a guy one time that I shared faith with, and, and, he, and he, claimed to, he claimed to accept Christ. And I went back to him, after, and he said, oh, you remember when you saved me. And I said, brother, I'm going to tell you what, if I saved you, you're as lost right now as you was before I talked to you. Because I can't save nobody. I don't have the power. I don't have nothing, no type of ability or anything to save you. Only God Himself through the power of Jesus Christ can save you from your lostness. I can't save you and neither can you. We can't save ourselves. But one thing that David found was that his Lord was up to the occasion. You see, he knew that God would come through. God had saved him out of all of the troubles that he had been in. I'm talking about, listen to me, complete deliverance not partial listen god don't halfway do something he either does it all the way or he don't do it at all all we have to do is call out to him meaning business with the master and he hears our call and he'll give us complete deliverance you see the lord had also delivered him in times of danger in verse 7 it says the lord or the angel of the lord encaps all around those who fear him and deliver them some, some scholars, uh, at looking at this verse of Scripture, some scholars seem to believe this angel was God Himself. And some even believe it was Michael the angel. Listen, regardless, <laughs> regardless whether it was God Himself or Michael the archangel, regardless of which it was, the fact is, there was an angel present. David knew that he was not alone. And we can know the same in our own personal lives that we're never alone. <laughs> Even in times of peril, David could feel secure, and so can we. All through the pages of Scripture, God's deliverance is found for His people. And we can rest, be rest, we can rest assured that He will continue until the day of Christ's return to call us home. Listen, when, when pursued by an angry Saul, David had been delivered. When surrounded by all his, his enemies, he was protected. No wonder he issued his enduring challenge. You see, David said for us to try God and to see that He was good. I wish I could tell you how good He's been to me. I wish I could make you see how good He's been because He's been more than good to me. He's given me way more than I deserve. Listen, He saved my soul. And if He never gave me anything else, praise God, He saved my soul. So let's wrap this message up because this is the verse I wanted to get to. I, I shared this verse of Scripture with our men's group a couple of weeks ago here in, in, in here before the morning service. And this verse of Scripture captivated my mind. And it's Psalms 34, 8. He says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. That's so good. I want to say it again. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, the, the word taste in this verse of Scripture doesn't suggest a sip or a nibble 
<laughs> Boy, I heard some of you kind of cackle at that. You, you must be liking what's going on. See, because it doesn't suggest that. But it implies feeding on the Lord through His Word and experiencing all that He has for us. I'm going to tell you one of the biggest problems in the church today is the lack of this. And we don't taste and see that the Lord is good because we're afraid of what He'll show us through this. Me and Christy was talking before church started. This word is convicting. This word is hard. But if we want to experience the goodness of God, we can't take it in bits and pieces. We have to take it in totality. Listen, I'm going to tell you, He's so good to us that He saved us right where we was at. As miserable as we was, as terrible as we was, and I'm going to tell you, I was. But in spite of it, He says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And all through the things that I've been through and seen the last several years, He has been good. Listen, 1 Peter 2, 2 verse 3 says, If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, then it means knowing Him better and enjoying Him more. And I'm going to tell you what, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. See, I can, I can not worry about leaving this walk of life. People ask me all the time, Are you not afraid of dying? And I say no, because I know where my eternal home is at. Neither God is true, <laughs> He's either true and faithful, or He's a liar. And I take Him as full truth that when I die and leave this walk of life, I'll stand face to face with Jesus. How in the world could I long or hurt for anything? Why should I allow fears and troubles come into my heart and drag me down? You see, I shouldn't because I've tasted, I've tasted Him and I know that He's good. And I've tasted Him and I know that He's good. And many of you in here tonight have tasted Him and you know that He's good. Man, He's been more than good. Listen, He's an awesome God. Spurgeon once said, faith is soul's taste. You see, those who come to Christ find Him good. They find Him really good. See, I haven't been able to get over what Christ done for me in 1988. And let me tell you something, I don't want to get over it. I don't want to get over it. Maybe you're here today and you've never experienced this taste that I'm talking about. Or maybe you're here tonight and you have tasted that taste, but you've walked away from it. Let me tell you something. Jesus stands with arms wide open and He says, Come. Come and taste. Come and try God and He'll be pour out blessings out on you that you've never experienced before. So why not accept David's challenge and try God tonight? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the way you've spoke to our hearts today. 
And Lord, I pray right now in this time, Lord, you do what needs to be done. Lord, these altars are open. Lord, there'll be people that will come pray with others. God, you do what needs to be done in this place and we'll just give you praise and glory because you're worthy of praise and you're worthy to be adored. So God, you move and work like you see fit and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Stand quietly and reverently to your feet and as they sing, the altars are open, you come.